0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy more, happy Thursday. Amazing how these weeks are flying by, now. Amazing, what's going on? We're talking a lot about this idea of honor, and the re- reason why honor is so important is because what we honor is deep down our beliefs. And what we believe at the core of what's valuable is what is driving us in the small moments of our lives this is sort of sort of the the point i'm trying to get at here which is my sweater is all twisted bothering me okay i think i'm okay now fixing my for those who are listening audio wise just fixing my sweater okay still bothers me a little bit. The essence of our lives is not based on the things that we have to do. The essence of our lives are based on the things that we want to do. We, what we want is what creates the intention. What we want is what fills the spiritual pockets of what we're doing. You could be doing something your whole life and your heart is never into it. That's not who you are. And it hurts because we could be doing things that are spiritual and they're not really having an impact on us because we don't really want to be doing it. There are people that spend lots of their time observing Judaism. They're wonderful, amazing people and it's not really impacting them. And the reason is because they don't want to. It was given to them. It was, I don't say forced, but like along the way, somebody convinced them that like, if you don't do this, God's going to zap you and give you a bad life. So show up on Yom Kippur and pray. And they bought it. And they figured out how to live a life where like they can pray and then do things. And like, they'll they'll go a million miles an hour and it won't be so bad and so hard. And like, and I'm sure good things are happening to them. Better eat healthy, but it's not impacting them not like changing them because their head isn't into it. You can be married or have children or have friends. And like, it's not really, you're not really connected to these people. They're your kids, but like, I don't know. It's, it's because our hearts aren't into it our our hands are paying the bills and, and making sure the kids got a house to stay in and helping him with homework and even going to the games or going to the plays or but is my heart in my kid in the in the moments in the in 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 the, in between the raindrops that's where we become who we're supposed to be it's in the raindrops of life it's not when i have to go out and make a living It's when I get to go out and do my job. Now, how do we know what I care about? Well, we know what we care about when we ask ourselves, what are the things that I respect most? And when we're honest with ourselves, what are those things that I respect more than anything in the world? Do I respect celebrity? Do I respect honor and respect? Do I respect um, money and wealth and popularity? What do I respect in my life when I see people? Because everyone I put in front of me, I'm going to learn more about. So when I surround myself with people that are going in one direction, my heart is going to follow them because I want to be accepted. The clarity of what I want, the clarity of what I respect, the clarity of what I honor, that's going to form the intention in how I live my life. It doesn't mean I'm going to quit my job. It doesn't mean I'm going to, what it means is that I'm going to have a greater spiritual connection to the things that I'm doing. Even if, as we said yesterday, the quantity of time in which I do that is smaller than other things. It may take me an hour and a half to commute both ways. So three hours of my day may be commuting. I'm not connected to my commute. People may spend more time commuting than with their families during the week doesn't mean the commuting is more valuable than their families. So the quantity isn't what drives the relationship. It's the quality. Now, if there's no quantity, then you don't have anything. But you have to have the quality. The quantity is the physical and the quality is the spiritual. You have to have them both. And we do that by not only asking ourselves in a real honest moment, what pulls my heart? What pulls my heart? Not what I say pulls my heart. What do I aspire to be? Who do I aspire to be like? And then by taking those things and drawing it in front of our eyes consistently, putting ourselves around people and things and objects and wisdom and ideas that remind us, that set this neuroplasticity as to what I really should care about. Now, why is it so critical for? Because remember, we have to influence ourselves. We have to influence the people around us. I got a whole bunch of questions over the past two days about families. How come my kid doesn't do X, Y, and Z? How come my kid isn't following where my, how come usually it's the children that don't follow the parents and not every time. But if you look at the, kid, the kid's life, what really drives a child is what he honors. Or if he's around friends that are honoring, you know, physical pleasures, why would he engage in spiritual pursuits? If he lives in a home where mom and dad say things, But really in their hearts, they want something else. They're going to pick that up. There's one thing we know from children is they don't do what we say. That's for sure. Unless it's different in your home. In my home, and I think in most homes, kids, at least my kids, aren't like, oh, daddy, you said something? Sure. How can I get started immediately? That doesn't seem to be working. Maybe when they're very little, they do that maybe sometimes in brief moments and maybe as they get older, they start realizing that, you know, something, but I don't know. I don't think kids by nature, I wasn't like that by nature. That's my mom and my dad, forget it. It's normal for children to discount what their parents say, but it's very hard for children to discount what their parents feel. That's why. If you look at this, it's amazing. If you notice, there's something in Hebrew called misorah, misorah, misorah is tradition. I heard once a rabbi say that the greatest tradition that Americans have, it's not spiritual. The greatest tradition that kids have are sports teams. You ever notice that? Sports teams. You can have a kid who won't listen to his parents, but yet, like, he could be from like Chicago, or said better, he could be from Boston and move to New York. And like, everyone in his class is like torching Red Sox hats and he's like, pull, puts it on in, in in school. Why? Are you crazy? Just do what everyone else does. Don't you want to honor what everyone else honors? It's amazing how that works. No? You can see people sitting like, in like, you know, in Fenway Park with, like, Yankee hats. Why, why are you doing that for? My father's a Yankee fan. My, my brothers-in-law, my, mother, my mother-in-law my mother is from Chicago. My grandfather-in-law lived in an apartment that overlooked Wrigley Field. They're Chicagoans. My mom-in-law is like a Cubs fan. My brothers-in-law, they were born and raised in New York City. Cubs, Blackhawks, Bears, the deal. What happened? tradition how does that last you know how that lasts you watch your grandfather your father whatever scream at a television or open up the paper or watch a super bowl and you're a little kid that makes an imprint on you your little brain says that man or that woman is important to me and they really believe this I'll go to the end of the world. It's amazing. You get a father and son don't even talk to each other. And the, the son is willing to like endure t- social rejection for following a team that, that everybody else hates. This happens every single day of the week. Am I wrong? Every day of the week. For those who aren't in the sports world, you have no idea what I'm talking about. For those who are, you're like 100%. It's because when you watch somebody that you respect honor something, makes an impression on you. You can talk all day. It don't matter. Your eyes tell the story. Your heart tells the story. And for a child, it can take a lifetime. They don't got to do it when they're 16. It could be 20, 25, 30, and they are slowly lining up with what their parents believed in that they saw when they were eight and nine. we have to realize that what it means to live a a holistic life it's not necessarily what food i eat although that's important it's really how i'm aligned if my true desires and values are not aligned with what i honor every day then i'm off I'm chasing things that I think will give me what I want, but they don't. And I wish I would have just spent the time to think it through, to put in front of me the right, the right culture, to remind myself that it's the quality and in my intentions that are going to drive the spiritual glue to the people around me. And if I could just get it all together, And line that up every single day, every week. By the way, that to me is what Shabbat is really, in some ways, what it does for me. Honestly, because my week is so busy with so many different things. Thank God I should always be busy. And a lot of it is corporate business stuff. And I get to my Shabbat and I get to align myself. I get to like be quiet and be like, hey, and put, things in front of myself that I really want and try to try to get back. So when I go back into the week, I can go back into the week with a much clearer focus. And when you do that, the things that happen to you during the week have different impact. When you work on a belief that's deeper than yourself and you go out into the world and you fail, it impacts you much differently than if you never do that. And you're like, I got to get, and I got to get, and I got to get. And now you're there and you don't get, you get blown out. Because what we, what we work on in, in the realm of honoring seeps in. And it becomes what we really aspire. And once what we really aspire to, once what we really want in life becomes clear to us at a deeper level, once we hit that, and we can hit that, if, you're, if your eyes are open, that means you're a soul. That means what you're really aspiring to is something deeper than the physical world. And everyone has their own soul connection. Each of us come from different parts, of the larger soul, if you will. It's a complicated, Kabbalistic concept. So I incline towards values that you may not incline towards. And you incline, although all the values matter to us, there are some values that you connect more than I connect to. But once we align, what are the things that I stand for spiritually? Regardless of your level of observance, I'm just talking about a concept now. Again, background, denomination, religion, forget that back to here inside when we spend the time asking these questions this is tough stuff so much easier to like get lost in netflix or the elections or making a couple of bucks or following a sports team or like playing candy crush in the train ride home like that's easy that's not hard to let somebody else entertain us It's not hard to let somebody else stimulate us until we like fall into a a, basically a robotic slumber and then weeks turn into months and TGIF and then thank God for vacation. And then it's almost summer. And then all of a sudden like a decade passes. We totally can sort of like just turn off our brain for the rest of our lives and the world will be like, great, this is amazing. Just check this out, click on this and buy this and we're good. I'll see you when you're 90. This is hard stuff. This is hard stuff hard for me. I struggle all the time doing this, making sure that I'm thinking through what is it that I want to be in life? What are the values they're going to talk about when I go? My kids are going to leave the house at some point. And when someone says me to them, what are they going to be thinking? They may say, my dad's the best, and like, but what are they going to be thinking in their core? They, what are they going to be thinking about me? What do I stand for? This is hard because it requires us to reach into our guts, to reach into our minds, reach into our souls, and then ask these questions and then take an action to put people that exemplify and embody that principle into my life. You know, I've had this once where there was a girl, there was a woman, girl, my wife's age, there was a lady, there was a lady who was someone that she met and she was sort of enamored by and she realized immediately that this woman was had values that that she wanted and she is and to her credit she like really worked and got and they went out walking and they went out for 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 for, um for coffee like she worked on it and she put this woman in her life and developed a real friendship and it's totally mutual because my wife is awesome. And like, ultimately I can see the difference in her because she surrounded herself with people that embody the things that she is and aspires to be. That's how we have to act. Those are the books we need to read. Those are the people we need to surround ourselves. Those are the moments of my week that I have to siphon off and say, this is for that. If one of my values is wisdom, then when am I pursuing wisdom? When? In the pockets of when? If my value is kindness, what am I doing to stretch the muscle of kindness? If my value is generosity, then where am I going to make sure that I can focus on generosity? Spirituality, what is it? Who do I think about? And as we put it in front of us, it starts to seep into us and we start to aspire to those things. And when we start to aspire to those things that we honor, now we go back to the levers of enthusiasm and zeal and discipline, and we can now move the car in a direction. And the direction we're moving the car to is like deeper. It's like, for those who remember this, the, the, the movie Back to the Future, remember Back to the Future? I think, I think the future was like five years ago. I think in the movie Back to the Future, the future was five years ago. Is that right? He gets in the car and where, where, where does he go? He drives the car and then he disappears. That's our life. You drive the car and then you disappear because you go inner. You live inner. You live, you're living in this world, but you live inside. Your life is, is deeper. You're not living on the surface. You hear people talking and like, it feels like, what are you doing? Why are you fighting? This is so ridiculous. And like, you're watching two people at it. And like, you're wondering like, am I, the, am I crazy? Like, am I crazy? You're living in a deeper, and then the physical world has a different relationship to you. You're not thrown by bad things. You're not knocked out by challenges. You're not arrogant in your victories. You you control like you're. I'm I'm trying to stimulate for those who are watching. Like the lifting above. I hope it's happening as I put myself on my chair. You 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 hover over the physical world a little bit. Your perspective is greater than being in the trees you live in the trees but you don't live in the trees and now your eyes race raise up higher now the car that you drive is getting to something deeper than just trying to win the race that you're in and you stand for something and when we go through our days our intention is to draw out the depth of what we stand for that's honor. That's that middle. That's the beauty of life. Seeing the world from the perspective and the prism of the values that we stand for. When we try to, when we try to search for that, now we're on the path. Or we'll continue. Tomorrow's Q and A. Let's talk for anyone any the questions that I'm talking about. I'd like to start another one next week. But let me know any questions. Uh, tomorrow's Q&A. And then with God's help, maybe we'll finish this. Um, and we can even, we'll never finish anything. But we can even start to delve even deeper. Because what happens once we get to places that we honor? Then what, where do we go? Which we'll maybe we'll get to. Tonight, for those that are interested is the Shabbat show, 8 o'clock. You can go to my Facebook page at ProjectInspire.com, And with God's help, have a great day. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow morning. Have a great day.